What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Healthy Scratch Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Palamado. I'm Tyler O'Connor. It's Jonathan Galvez. And we are Healthy Scratch. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify Podcasts under the Hot Sauce Sports banner. Uh, wow. It doesn't feel like it's been two weeks. It feels like it's been longer than two weeks since we uh, we last did one of these. There's been a lot going on. The playoffs have started. It's getting uh, getting pretty uh, pretty crazy. And this episode is going to be pretty much mostly dedicated to the Habs Leafs uh, series. We just had game two yesterday. Um, but starting off, we're going to talk about uh, what's been going on around the league a little bit here. Uh, what series have caught your eyes, guys? What uh, What are you looking at, Chris? Colorado spanking the shit out of St. Louis. Oh, man, are they ever. And I refuse to watch a single second of Islanders hockey, so that's what my playoff. I watched some of their game yesterday, and I know you're not going to be happy to see to hear this, but like they're looking better and better. I know it defies... A lot of logic, but they're they're doing it. They're they're a team that I'm actually looking out. It's one of my one of my spoiler alert. One of my at the end of the episode, the things that the storylines I'm looking out for is how the Islanders are going to continue playing against Pittsburgh here because it's been it's been an interesting ride there. Ty, what about you? What uh, what series have you been uh, enjoying the most here? What's something that's caught your eye? Uh, the Florida one mostly. Nice. Fuck that thing rocks. I <clears throat> like up until I mean, obviously recently it started to where, where it's kind of crossed that line that you don't that you definitely don't want to see. Yeah, last but, game uh, you, a lot of injuries, a lot of guys. Yeah, last game. Yeah. Well, because Florida kind of threw it at, by the end. They're like, yeah. screwed. If we're not going to win, we're going to hurt them, which is not something you ever ever want to see, obviously. Ever. But um, but happens like, in literally every playoff game of all time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, like I remember, I think we all watched game one of that series, and like that was. I remember I was sitting there with my dad, and like. I looked at him and I was like, I think this is the most fun I've had watching hockey in I don't know how long. And I don't mean that as like, look, I know I'm a huge Habs fan, but that was like one of the first games in a long time where... Ty, 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 Ty. You don't yeah. need to explain any further than you're a huge Habs fan. It makes perfect sense that that was the most fun you've That's had fair. watching a game That's in a long it's, time. It's probably the best hockey game I've seen in about five years. Like, yeah, just yeah like, tempo was crazy. It, but it helps It helps being, like, you don't have a, someone to cheer for in the game. A hundred percent. And I would assume you, if I was a Panthers fan or a Tampa fan, it would not have been as fun. Oh, agreed, a hundred percent. But like you know, it, it they're two very skilled teams, and it yeah. did have that like animosity of like you know, outside of I think the Bennett hit was that game. Outside of that garbage hit, um, like there's never really a moment where you went, ugh, like that that's bad. You know what I mean? Like it was it was like high tempo, good skilled hockey, but it yeah. had that that like spicy taste that people sometimes say are say is lacking now in the league of two teams who genuinely don't like each other it was refreshing too with like just with the whole covid year right and the playoffs that we had last year as much as it was you know it was a legit playoffs a legitimate cup was awarded if anything it might have been even harder to win but it did feel like there was there's been something lacking when it comes to hockey for you know the last you know since covid really uh, so yep. it, was, it was nice to see that it did. It felt like a, a, a just a classic great playoff game, you know. So it was it was yeah. a... outside the Islanders. I've watched basically every playoff game you can imagine, nice. and like just the contrast of fans versus no fans. It's my insane. god, are the Canadian games terrible? Yeah, it's insane. I I honestly didn't. Maybe it's just because I've been watching it for so long. Like I kind of forgot what it looked like. Yeah, and what it sounded like. I'm used to no fans, and then that fake delayed, delayed, yeah, automated sound that they put, like they pump through the arena that nobody likes, and it, like it I makes it even it worse, like, like seeing physical bodies moving around and hearing real voices. Yeah, 
It's nice. It's 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 uh, it's a treat. It, it makes it even worse that they're still pumping in the crowd noise. Like I've always hated it personally, but like now that you've got like you go, you're watching an American game and they've got real fans in the stands, and then you switch over to a Canadian yeah. hockey game and you got like they're pumping in this noise a split second too late, and you're just like, come on. The contrast is even worse. The the British Premier League had a really cool system where you could watch the game with the fake crowd noise or just stadium oh, sounds. I would love that. That's so yeah, smart. That yeah, it would have been infinitely sort of better. Yeah, I, I, I respect for, some yeah, people except like for it. the game one. I wouldn't want to hear any of that. Yeah. Uh, for me, I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching some like, several different series. Like I said, the Islanders coming back in Pittsburgh. They're they're such a weird team. The Islanders, man. Like I I, I understand that they're a good team, but it's just like there's so many reasons why they shouldn't be. But I, at the same time, I kind of root for them in a little like a weird way because of that. You know, like it's just they they feel like that underdog, and it doesn't make any sense that yeah. they can be the kind of team they are, for, especially from an advanced stats point uh, point of view, and still be this good like it's weird i don't know i refuse to root for any team based on defense yeah that's fair that's fair never i will never do that they've been spanking you all year though man they've been making you pay uh i mean they were good that first month and then after march they were like the third worst team in the nhl so i don't after, know yeah they had it they, they got cold at the wrong time it felt like honestly that, that kind of was what it seemed like to me i was expecting to actually have them winning i've been beating pittsburgh in six i had a feeling they were gonna tighten up come playoff time and uh find their game again Spe- we'll speaking of defense sorry speaking yep. of defense could i have been more wrong about the blues fuck it our first episode i was like nah nah they're gonna be good Yeesh. oh did you really wow i don't remember that i mean they're good yeah they're, they like, I, I remember like thinking like you know they, they, they they're gonna get um like krug and tarasenko yeah. is gonna come back and they've oh, you mean the goalie that was not doing well who got a six million dollar contract and still yeah, sucks is not not gonna save the franchise who matt murray but it's okay I, you know maybe I didn't okay once in a while he'll fake fight someone oh he's sick so cool. Yeah, I'm not a big Bennington guy either, honestly. I think that's uh, not the best contract. Um, I don't think the Blues are a big Bennington guy anymore. Yeah, I no, mean. They're definitely not. No. Oh, dude, you want to talk? You know, who, you know who is a Bennington fan? Anyone who's cheering for the Avalanche and seeing his, their team just destroy him. Yeah. It's great. Really. Um, we got to talk about Sergei Bobrovsky for a second. You mean the third best goalie on his team, even though he makes ten million dollars? No, Spencer thanks, Knight. My time. Spencer Knight was drafted like a week before Bobrovsky was signed, and he he was practicing in the starters net today. I know, like as he Dre- well should be. Dreger played poorly, and he was I, he was hurt too, wasn't he? Didn't he get hurt last game? Yeah, it looked like he got. Uh, he stayed. Did he yeah. stay in the game? I think he stayed in the game, right? I saw Bob in at some point. Bob but, was in to start, like, and then Drager Drager I think came in in relief, and then got hurt. I think. So they, buy, they put Bob back in? They put Bob back in, maybe? Okay, I didn't notice. I wasn't paying full. All I know is if you're relying on the 21-year-old who just played a year of university hockey versus the $10 million goalie you have, you're Not in trouble. Not a good spot. Yeah, you're in trouble is, is right, honestly. Like, it, it, it's, it's such a... They've been trying to get to this place for so long where they were a legit playoff team that could make some noise, and they are that this year, and they're strapped to a $10 million contract. When they've got two goalies that are that... better than him, that are making like $1.7 million combined. Imagine. Well, they're losing, they're losing they Dreger. Like, Dreger won't be there next year. Oh, so no, there's, for there's, sure. There's nothing they can do. For sure. There's nothing they can do. No, 100%. And, and they have to protect Bobrovsky in the expansion draft, which is just so good. Yeah. Such a nice twist. Is, is, that, is that the worst contract in hockey? Probably, no? I thought it would have been Seabrook, but he is not yeah, playing, but, so yeah, he's off. Like, yeah, I, I just him. like even like I'm looking yeah. at like some of the bad ones, and I'm like, you know, like his stands out. Know, like, goal, goalies are funky like that. Like you can't just 
Like, never once pay your goalie in, ten million yeah, dollars. Locked That's in, the lesson. Yeah, that is the lesson. In, it's not like it's not like you know, like other positions where like sometimes you can like shelter them or like try to prop them up somehow and be like, you see, like he really is good. Like goalies, like they're not worth their money. Everyone knows they're not worth their money, and nobody's moving for them. I've heard this analogy, and Ty, you could tell me better because you're an actual football fan. But goaltending has kind of become like kickers. Or you, yep. you need to have a decent one, but they're not your best player, and nor should they be your highest paid player. Yeah, no, exactly. You can't, like, you can't win without a good kicker. You can't win without a good goalie. But if they're your highest paid player, you're in trouble. Yes, like they, they're kind of, you know, like you, it is obviously a priority, but you you don't overpay and you don't overcommit. You, I mean, it's more like this in football, and I don't think hockey teams would take this approach. But like, you you shake a new one out like once every like year or two years if you if you have to. Like, yeah, you well, that's where the difference is because kind of like you can get a good kicker. In football, like in like season. the sixth round, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. you can get a solid kicker that can get the job done. Sometimes be very good at it in in the later rounds like that. And it, their importance on the team, they're obviously very important, but it's just not quite at the same level of uh, of a goalie in hockey. But it is, it's a fair, fair enough analogy, honestly. And it, it sucks, you know. Like it's it's too bad that this was the trial. Like Price and Bobrovsky were the trial of like can, our goalies. Is it a smart idea to give them big deals like you do superstar players? Her skaters. That, that, that's the, the craziest part no. too. Though. No, like, the answer is no. I thought price was the trial. Like, why did Florida? I thought we had unanimously agreed, no matter how much we might love price, that like this is not something teams should be doing. And then Florida was just like, you know what? Maybe give it a shot. After drafting you know? Spencer Knight too, goaltending contracts. Unless so, you're Vasilevsky, who they gave to him when he was young, right? It's not worth like, it. Like yeah, like even really young. Like, like he was still like how old is Vasilevsky now? Twenty six, seven. Know. Definitely on the right age, at the right age curve to sign to that. He's 26. 26, yeah. there you go. At 9.5. And, I mean, how many years left? He goes to 27, 28. And even that one could turn bad. You know what I mean? Like, this one has the – like, Carey Price was – like, this is – when Price signed that contract, he was at the top of his game, and we didn't – like, clearly it was like, this is – Capitalize on it? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a bold fucking contract from the start. Don't get me wrong, but – there was a, a certain amount of confidence going into it that at least he was going to be the best goalie in the world for X amount of years. You know, you were, we were pretty sure that he was going to continue to play at a high level. And yeah, Vasilevsky, that's what Steve I mean, Lombardi said about Jonathan Quick, and it didn't work for them either. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's never worked for anyone. Well, that's what I'm saying is the, it could happen to Tampa. Like, this the, is year the, one for them. The, the only thing, like, the, the, the way it works is if – how long did you say he has left on it? Sorry. Seven years after this. Seven and he's no left, movement like, kicks in. He's got no movement clause that kicks in next year until – 25 26 where it turns to a modified no movement or no trade like, modified real, no trade. like yeah like if tampa can like and this is realistic this isn't them shooting for the stars if they can squeeze out like i don't know another what cup or two in that span then whatever you you eat the final years of that contract it's not the end of the world like, they might not it, have it is to. what it is like but, it, it might be okay but, yeah, but it's it, he it, might be okay but you i don't know with goalies like at least you never know like with Price, the idea was, like, the, the issue wasn't necessarily that, like, I mean, his play dipped, yes, obviously, we all know that. But, like, one of the bigger issues, too, was they signed him to that, and then they did nothing else to address anything else. Well, that's they a just big said, thing. This is it. Yeah. They didn't have any room left. That's what the, You made that choice when you gave him the $10 I know, million. Dollars. I know, but, like, they're kind of their hands are kind of tied. They either sign him or they let him walk. And either way, they're, they're coming out as the loser. Yeah. No, you could also have traded him. No, because if you trade Carey Price at the point at that point of his career, this city burns to a crisp. Yeah, this was still at the point. He hasn't been city... that good since. Uh, like, let's you know, be honest. Like, no, no, let's be honest. Argument, he's been like, bad. Last... He's not been good. He has not yeah, been his good. Last period. Good, his last good year was the year before he got the deal. So that's not totally true. That's not totally true. In uh, 
1819, he had a 918 save percentage. 35 wins. And like, how many games? Like, his, his playoff stats have been phenomenal since what, 20? What Did you say 918, Spence? That's not $10 million yeah. to me. No, it's not, certainly not $10 million. million. It's not $10 million, but it's, it's, a, it's still a good statistical season. But again, yeah, and, like, I, and I understand the playoff argument, but he's been in the playoffs twice in the last the, yes, the five playoff years. Argument... But like, how much of that is how much of that is him, and how much of that is we have a really good goaltender, but we're not going to take advantage of his prime years, and we're just going to hope that maybe if we can squeeze in with this AHL of a roster, maybe our goalie can get hot. After this season, after the money that they put into this team and the, the additions that they made, I don't think it can be denied that Carey Price holds a lot of the responsibility. When it comes to his play. no, he does, but not but to say he's not trying. Been, he's working his ass off. People have been saying that. that from the start. Like people yeah. have been like, "Oh, Carey Price hasn't won anything." Yeah, did you see what he had to work with? Yeah, his entire time. But like, that's the point. The team that but that did that, and they didn't have anything to yes. back it up. So there was literally no reason to sign that well, contract. Yeah. I mean, you it could make, make any sense. Well, I mean, you could make the case that like they signed him to that, and then the moves that they made afterwards, as dumb as they that's were, part they were thinking like, "This is what we need to do to win." Like, it's not like they're actively trying to be bad. They like like as much as we hate those moves, like when like Chris, what that trade deadline where they trade traded for Steve Ott and all those guys, like that was them genuinely think they thinking they were building a good team. As dumb yes. as that is to sound. So it's not like they like signed. Well, I mean contract. they just did it again, so obviously they still think that. Right. In fairness, well, like it's the I think same the same guy upstairs, but the like Steve it's, Ott it's, year. It's, uh, the the year where they acquired like Ott and Martinson and all those fucking grinders, my take on that was that they swung and missed on the the scoring talent that they were trying to bring in and they they the yes. other teams won those those bids and they kind of settled for you know the best that they could do and then yeah this year again they I mean it's not the best like, they could have done same. was nothing what's that the in my opinion the best they could have done was doing nothing agreed uh, over over what they did certainly yeah yes. and Bergevin but... to his credit has learned since that that's not quite the right approach I don't think it's fair to equate what he's has done he I don't think it's fair to equate what he's done this year with what he did that year honestly all I'm saying long walk for a short drink of water is as bad as that contract looks if you put him in a in a situation to genuinely be a good goaltender he's probably still maybe not 10 million dollars but also not what people think of him today yeah like it's it is one of those situations where yes his cap is high and yes he's not playing well but with goaltenders again they shouldn't be signed for this much but like it is one of the most heavily impacted positions of like, are you just not on a good fucking team? Like you have absolutely no defense in front of you, which he didn't have for like a better part of a decade. I think even this year, his and defense, he would, get, he like... would get sheltered every season. He would rank like first in shots faced every yeah. season. He was first in shots faced. And it was because of how poor his team was constructed in front of him and how many games he had to play every season. Cause nobody else could play for him. Even so this I year... do think his play is dipped and I do think the contract's a mistake, but I also think you have to look at it objectively and say, if he's, on a good team, if he's in the, on an, even a decent team, um, in a situation to succeed, he's probably not the same goaltender that people think he is. Today. No, certainly not. And I think it, I also think it's like I feel like there's been a disconnect between how good this year's defense actually has been and how good the team seems to think it's been. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I do feel like there's a quite an old school mentality when it comes to how they put together this D, and it's not like the logic that they're holding up doesn't necessarily apply so well to today's NHL. But anyways, ultimately, you know, it's built for the playoffs, right? So this yeah. is the time of year. It's just at the same, like, I, I, even that, even even when you have a big physical, you know, group like this, that's, you know, I guess mobile for, for their size, I, that doesn't make me any more comfortable going against Toronto in the first round of the playoffs. Like, those are still guys that can fucking be pylon by, by Matthews yeah. and Marner, you know? So anyway, yeah. 
Um, speaking yeah. of like, we were clear we've already kind of transitioned to to Montreal, uh, Toronto a little bit here, but let's let's do it officially. Uh, Montreal, Toronto, series tied one one. Leafs won last night. Habs won game one. Ty, tell me your takeaways so far from the series. Going into the series, I was thinking best case scenario they split this. They split the first two games, which mm-hmm. they did. Yeah. Um, and it's honestly kind of just been like. Their their winning game one kind of happened the way we all thought it was going to happen. And it was going to be, you're going to have to hope Price shows up, which he did. Which he did, yeah. Um, and you are going to have to capitalize on the very few chances that you're probably going to get because you do lack that, you know, threat up front, which they did. Twice, but twice, you know, two is more than one. And they won game one. So that's all you, that's all you can really do. Um, but that being said... Like they could have easily lost game one if Price doesn't play the way he did. Yeah, this series is 0 2 and it's probably done. So, um, you know, I mean, whatever they lost last night, they weren't gonna obviously, I don't know, there's no fucking way they're gonna sweep them. So, yeah, you know, you're a coop and you come back to Montreal. Yeah, that's fair enough. Chris, what's your takeaway so far? It took Tavares looking like he died on the ice and then squeaking away a 2 1 win, and I'm gonna take absolutely nothing from that game. Nothing at all. I mean, even if you take from that game, you, the Leafs still played a good game. They still like they again. I, they weren't yeah, at their it, weren't I, their best, but they they played a good game. Like if Price isn't isn't playing as well as he is, they win that game. Between like just like the the like the the views of it on the ice and how like terrifying it was. It like, was harrowing. He, he, hearing about the way that it was actually present like on the ice, people who were there was like he was screaming in pain. Was like, he really? Every shift they would come, yeah. they would come off and they would ask about him. Like that's yeah, your head's not in the game. Yeah. So the fact that they played a two-one game and got robbed by Price in a game where they were obviously not focused on the game—that's probably a good sign. And then yesterday, it just blew the tires off Montreal. Yeah. Just pummeled them. Yeah. I think it looks good, but like you can't take it for more than like this is the bare minimum for this team. Like this, you know what I mean? Like it's not like no one should be proud of this. You need to finish this. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's, like, there's it... nothing more than that. Like. If Toronto this loses to be, this, the series, that's, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an embarrassment collapse. and a failure. Yes, exactly. Like, let's not mince words here. This will be a huge, huge disappointment if Toronto loses this series. Um, and they, and I and I say that even even without their what third or fourth best player, like, and you know, it's John captain. Tavares. We're talking about like a random third liner. We're talking well, about the captain, the captain right? of the team and yeah. a point per game player since he's been on the Leafs. This is a good hockey player. Even without him, they cannot lose. And and, and, they, well. they, and like it's easier now. And and Keith said it like before, like after the second game, like he told them he was okay. He's at home, he's resting. Like that's a lot of stress yeah. removed from the game. That's yeah. a load. You off. can focus on actually playing as opposed to the the health and safety of one of your close friends. That was one of the scariest moments I've seen in sports in a long time. It was I tough. cried. I don't, we don't have that, to get honestly. Not even, not even ashamed. Not even ashamed. That. That might be, yeah. That was um. Out- I had the same feeling as the game I watched. Patch Reddy get his head, yeah, his that, head that, bin by chair. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's here. exactly where I was going. I think that's the only other time I can ever remember feeling like that. Watching like any sporting event was the chair of Patch Reddy, Patch mm-hmm. Reddy incident. Those are I, two. It's, it's, what sucks is it's the second time in two years that a Leaf gets stretched like that, and you like you don't you generally don't know if they're okay to the next day. Like yeah. Muzzin last year. Yeah, he fell awkwardly or whatever. He hit his neck and he, he couldn't move his arms or legs. Yeah, for like a few hours. Like that's Scary. less than ideal. Yeah, no. Second time in a row. Obviously, it has some kind of 
added pressure to it and no fans in the building it's just dead quiet at that point right so you yeah. hear everything you see everything it's, it's also there's, uh... there's, there's little things too that like uh i go on some tangent about the leafs here but like watching oh, dubis run down and call yeah. and make yeah. sure his wife knew what was going on getting her car and that was great to see i don't I know if you guys i don't know if you guys saw spezza yeah yep. talking to him the whole time like, yeah just talking time. to him because it's the only voice that he was reacting to so he would spezza just stayed there talking to him for seven minutes straight yeah i have nothing but respect for dubis when i saw that that was like i don't know it was just good to see in that moment that someone was was that a gm was was treating it with as much concern as he was <laughs> and you hear him talk about it afterwards where they're asking him about you know about that running down uh, as soon as Tavares is off the ice and he's saying, you know, you care about your player, but you also know that this guy's got a family and you want to have updates for that family as quickly as possible. Um, and, and things like, like obviously concussions, you never want to mess with them. There's no timeline, but like Dubas stopped playing hockey because of concussions yep. like that. Yep. That, that's the kind of thing that he knows is important. So he, they're not going to rush him back. Well, he gave it, the two week timeline because of the knee injury. <clears throat> but like, if he comes back, I want him to have cleared so many goddamn tests. Yeah. Yep. Like just with flying colors, there can't be any doubt yeah. that he's healthy. Well, yeah. and it's it. It was also you know like speaking of Dubas, you know, running down to checking on him and, and calling his family and stuff. Like, I don't I don't know how to say it, but like that wasn't like some regular run of the mill, you know, guy twists his ankle wrong and falls no. down. Like Not that was like one of those moments where I know we were all talking and like like I really don't want to like sound dramatic, but like I genuinely thought like his neck's fucked like there's a chance that his whole body is just i was you know, I, I, I don't know how to say it but like i genuinely thought like i looked at my dad i was like, like did he break his neck like it looked especially because like it, like it didn't help that they kept like you know showing the replay a million times and then they like panned to the trainer like moving him around and stuff and like his whole body was limp and i was like fuck man like, yeah he just fall, no, falling like, no backwards this is gonna run down like this isn't this isn't like i sprained his ankle or like broke a foot blocking a shot like and, this is one of those moments in hockey like, where everyone was like holy shit like this this is this is bigger than hockey you say so, that it, so you, you don't want to be dramatic but like i that that and the patch incident are the only two incidents yeah. in my lifetime that i've been worried that the guy was dying on the ice i didn't see the hit initially yeah. i i didn't even see the charot hit actually my eyes was looking elsewhere on the play and I thought that he was having an aneurysm potentially. Like I didn't know what was happening, especially when I saw him fall backwards like that. It was like, and he's bleeding down his yeah. face. It was terrifying. I know it was a reflex and I did it too. And I think Spence, you and I have both had the same reflex, which is like, why the hell did they pick him up the first yes. time? Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I watched the video that a doctor is a guy on YouTube who does like breakdowns of terrifying injuries. Like he's an actual trauma doctor. Okay. And he, he points out that if you watch, the guy who gets there first, the first, like, He's he actually his braces his neck. Yeah. But it's Tavares who tries to get up. Yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah it was. So, it, like, for if anyone else had the same reaction I did, apparently the the, the 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 medical staff did the best thing humanly possible. So, we'll give them that, credit yeah. for that. And apparently, obviously, it did because he is alive and walking around and, yeah. you know, yeah. at home. I that's, think we were both. Part of, like, the fact that he just has a concussion and the word, the fact that I can say miracle, just right? a concussion... Yeah. It was because they did a good job. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And honestly, it's a, I mean, I think both of us were quite emotional seeing that. I've, I have a long history of concussions. So when I see those things happen, like it hits me on a very visceral level. I don't care who the team is. It doesn't make any difference, the setting. Um, and, and also it, super like just in general, hats off to both fan bases that were just like super classy about oh, it. Oh, it was yeah. like he was Perry of being part, an idiot yeah. and no Habs fan gave the Leafs a hard time about it either like it was yeah. like just great 
No, I, I, I well, yeah. outside of those two newspapers in both cities, but yeah, no, yeah, but, they, but that was to be expected from both of them. So no, one hundred percent. But even 100%. like, like, but even 100%. like, like on the uh, Jordan de Montréal, like the answers were a bunch of Habs fans telling them to fuck oh, off. Oh yeah, no, is, yeah, no, which is great. Like it, it was, it was like one of those very few moments in sports where you see both fan bases coming together and be like, no, nah, like sports are dumb. Life matters more. Yeah. Like this is a uh, this is a guy's, you know, who has like Duba said young children and a wife and you know he he has he has life outside of hockey yeah you know and uh there's also a, like there was a outpouring of people who donated to his foundation which i thought yep. was yeah great. that's great i noticed i saw you did there too uh too chris good on you um while we're on the top topic before we we move on i just want to touch on this quickly it's done it's gone everyone seemed to have handled it well overall i fucking hated the fight that came right after it i hated it was it. garbage I fucking yeah, it, hated it. It was dumb, but I thought the way that I'm gonna say this is that it the code makes no sense to any of us. That the, the code, code shouldn't stupid. apply there. The code should only apply I, I if understand, it's fucking intentional. I, I understand. Sorry, I'm not mad at you. I'm not just it's pissed me off. It bothers me. I know, but they they Spence both talked about it. <laughs> it. But they like like both Perry and Felino talked about it and they said it was a way to deal with it so that it's done with. Yeah. And then we don't yeah. have to worry about it later. My let's, thing. Let's be honest. Did you watch that fight? Neither of them looked like they tried that hard. But and Felino landed. Like, he just sat there and let him punch yeah, him in the head. Yeah, and like, that's the like thing. It, is Felino landed some balls? Felino landed some hits on his head. Like he answered the the, the completely accidental head injury that his captain just sustained by hitting the guy who accidentally inflicted it on him in the head a bunch of times. And it wasn't a horrible fight, it, and everyone it, was fine. But like the the, the doubled head trauma thing is stupid. I mean, agree with you, but. It's hard for us to say like that they didn't do what they were doing for a reason. Like Weber was there also talking to Felino. I've seen the size of Weber. If he didn't want it to happen, he could have made sure it didn't happen. Yeah. It, yeah. They they wanted to get it out of the way and over with. And I think that was a better idea. And honestly, after that, like you, the game at the beginning was wild, but even Josh Anderson after that hit was like tame. The only yeah. idiot still blown around was Ben Sherratt. The thing is, like, I, I think, think that I think, happens. I think as a whole, it it calmed down the whole game. And I the personally fight, the fight made it. I, I, I hate I, fighting, so this is not me saying that it's great. I think that what they saw as the as a Leafs team, as a Habs team, is that Felino takes care of it, and then we don't need any extra shoves on Perry. We don't need any shoves on Sharat later. I mean, the next game, if it doesn't need to. Spezza took a but knee not, to to Perry that was a little borderline. Here, here here's yeah, here's, and then and then there's uh, Edmondson's cross check to the face on, of like it's, gonna, there's there's dumb stuff in every game. We're, we're gonna there's get dumb stuff in every game. Right, but it's we're also then, like the game after. Yesterday. It's also the game we're after gonna... that this happened, right? And like the, my thing too is yeah. like I think the the tone of the game dropped because of what happened, not because of the fight. I think the fight was just a stupid yeah, add-on. I think it was. I think it honestly just rattled everybody a little. Yeah, I don't think anything to do with the fight because because usually like usually in playoff games like if something happens and guys get going and like. I think people were just kind of like, holy fuck, like that was terrifying. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was, it, I don't like, think it was get, as much of like they fought and now we're good. Cause I get we're saying that, but like the two guys who fought are saying what I'm saying. Like, that, that's why I mean, like, it, like obviously they thought that. I mean, I don't think look, it makes any sense. In fairness, that's what they're saying. So let's Corey, just leave, like, it was stupid, but no, no, Corey Perry for didn't want to fight that. Like, he did, you could see his reaction on the ice to Felino talking yeah, to him. And he had no, like, Corey Weber Perry, like, what are you talking about? Corey Perry has, is not going to back down from a fight. He's not going to back down from, I, I implore anyone to find a clip of him reacting that way to being challenged to a fight at any point in his career. He knew that that was a bullshit 
thing that was being asked of him. And yes, I understand. I heard what he, he said took, after the he game. He took it anyways to get it over with. I but think why I just, get it over with? It shouldn't it happen with. in the first place. It should not happen in the first. And it's actually the Leafs are the last team I would have expected that from. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. And again, it ended up fine. Everything's, I mean, as, as of now anyway, things resolved and the game went on and it was okay. But I think that was just completely boneheaded Neanderthal bullshit, honestly. I, I think the life getting sucked out of the game had more to do with the incident and the fight. I mm-hmm. think people were just rattled and everyone kind of got, I don't want to say scared, but it kind of put things in I mean, yeah. perspective a little bit. The game kind of, you know, slowed it down cooled or off. whatever you want yeah. to say. Yes, we saw it on TV. We saw it a thousand times. We saw it in slow motion from 20 different angles. Mm-hmm. He saw it once yeah. in real time. And he saw not only, like, forget, like, fuck Tavares being one of their best players. Like, fuck him even being the captain. He's just, he's one of their guys down on the ice in that horrible, horrifying situation. And I guess, you know, the instincts kicked in and he said, okay, we got to go. That being said, you know, you see Felino's going at Perry and Weber and Weber and Perry are both like, I don't know what you want us to do. And then you see Keith yelling at the refs on the bench mm-hmm. about, I don't know what he's yelling about. And we're talking about a sport where these guys spend every waking second sitting on the bench, staring at these iPads, rewatching every yeah. second of the play, you know? So I'm kind of torn. I'm not saying that, you know, I get it. Adrenaline kicks in and, and you want to stick up for your guys. And, and I, I get that whole side of hockey, but you know, do I think the fight was stupid? Yes. Do I understand, you know, does Felino see a one-time game speed and just reacts? Yes. Do these yeah. guys also spend, you know, forever staring at iPads, rewatching every play? Also, yes. I don't yeah. know. I'm kind of torn in the middle. I get it. Wait, fights are dumb. We've seen fights for things like, oh, my team is having a bad shift. Let me drop the gloves. Well, yeah, but that makes more sense to me than this. Fights is stupid. The thing that I hated the most about this... That's exactly what he's doing here, is he's changing... Like, he said it. He was changing for... I don't care how many times you watch it. He said it. There were guys in the Leafs bench that thought that there was some intent, and they were obviously wrong, because I don't think there was. And this was a way to There couldn't have been. End it. Too fast. And then it didn't have to happen the rest of the day. And that's fine. And you know what? Maybe we're... Maybe Again... The only guys who really know like the emotions of that moment are going to be the the guys on the ice. Thirty six guys sitting on the ice, and they certainly and the captain like, of the tied. Canadians stood there and let it happen. Yes, but you for can me, tell... for, for me, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, they don't like it, but like I don't care how how tough you are. You don't. You never have to drop the gloves. He dropped it. He wanted to end it. It's over. Then it, then the rest of the game it I mean, wasn't an issue with yeah, Perry. So you, you don't. Like, no one was targeting Perry. I can guarantee you, if yes. they didn't do that, one or two idiots on the Leafs who had a bad day because they all had bad days yes would have taken an extra run at perry because they thought hey you got our guy maybe i'll get yours so here's the that thing doesn't solve anything here's the either thing. that fight happened right yes. this was and I, I ty i agree with you that's a very good point that like regardless of the fact that there's guys on the bench that are seeing those replays the guys in the ice certainly aren't seeing them to the same extent and if they if they're hearing about it it's relayed to them they're, they definitely 100 percent did not have the fucking awareness of that situation that we had at home that's a very yeah. good point. It's very true. Because I mean, sorry, that holds up sorry, not to cut you off, Spence, but even yeah. if they did watch the replay, even if they watched it twenty times in a row, their adrenaline's still flying. Your adrenaline's high and their friends are captain. Hurt. Yeah, you know what I mean. I get that. And, and, it was and it's not like, is... like of all the players in the world, Perry does not have the reputation of being like oh squeaky clean. No, but he's also like, not known as a so, as an so outright a guy, a guy you... dirty player. He's not known I as mean, a guy who was going to try and hurt had, someone. He's had some borderline stuff for sure. Like, but if you're a Leafs player in the heat of the moment. You already hate Perry. For you sure. You can find an extra reason to be mad at him. Here's my I thing, think... though. Here's my thing. Here's yeah, my go. thing. If if that yeah, fight happens, 
the unnecessary fight that followed the completely accidental, terrifying injury that had everyone shook on both teams. It's like Tavares and Perry have been teammates internationally multiple times. That fight happens, yeah. and it doesn't calm the game down. What happens? It, what happens if it goes the other way? Well, then it becomes a regular playoff hockey game, which we saw the next. No, day. it doesn't though, because this is an exceptional situation with an exceptional amount of emotions and a player that you don't yeah. even know. You don't even know if he's going to be okay. You don't even know if his neck is broken. So if they don't have the fight, they just go nuts because no one's. Thinking I think about if they the don't game, have that's... the fight, they they keep like realize that it's accidental. You had a million views of it on the bench. Like let that bring it down on its own. It wasn't an intentional thing. The game is fast. The game is violent. They, These they, kind of things are going to happen. They came out and said, they said that's not what they thought at the time. So whether or not we think that would have calmed down later, well, at no, the but time, what, what, they what, refused what, to believe that. What, so he ended the, the issue. But that's I mean, even they more can, dangerous. They too. But, they can, but to be fair, they can also, they can say that, but like, like hockey players say a bunch of stuff all the time. Like they can say that they, that the, you know, they, at the time they thought it was intentional, but like nobody really knows if they're actually Fighting thinking is stupid. What, it, what it I was think, never going to no, solve anything, but what, they thought it did. What That's I all. think, what I think genuinely happened. And I think this is why they fought. I think it just so happened that the incident happens and then Felino approaches Perry and then Weber comes in and Yes, Chris, I agree with you 100%. They don't have to, he doesn't have to fight if he doesn't want to. Weber could easily step in and be like, Felina, fuck off. We're not doing this. I agree with you 100%. I just think, I think what really happened is we just have three of, you know, of the few guys remaining in the league who played in that, you know, older, you know, older something school, happens yeah. to your teammate, you answer the bell, you know, like I genuinely think, like, Chris, I, like, I, I agree bringing Felino in. I think, you know, dude has made a, you know that you can say what you want about like the lease being too easy to push over and all that and like he addressed that if this happens last year i don't think anybody's fighting anybody i think no, this just but so that's happened not what they wanted to do again no i know but i, I don't think, i don't I just... agree with look i don't like fights i think they're stupid and brain trauma to help brain trauma solves literally zero yes. things on the planet but if we're gonna start like saying that we know what happened when they both agreed to it i don't think we can do that and i don't think we can assume what the game would have been like afterwards either if they who I know they lie because they're hockey players, but if they tell you that's not what it was like in the moment, I don't want a Wayne Simmons running around with with like seeing red. I don't no. want that. So I think that it's stupid that there needed to be a fight, but because of the stupid goddamn code, there had to be one. I hundred percent. What gets me? After. And so that's upset. all I'm saying. I just think it. Sorry, Spence. I just yeah. think it happens. It just so happened to be three of the few guys on either respective teams who happen to be part of that old school mentality where you answer the bell and that's why they fought and they barely even fought. It was really just fully no taking some shots at Perry's head and Perry just standing there kind of like Perry didn't want to win that fight. Perry had no interest in winning that fight because he knows what happens if he wins that fight. But I just want to say like the reason relatively over, we got the famous Pierre Maguire gentleman uh, fully didn't throw any more shots. None of them wanted the fight. Yeah. Foligno wanted to move on in the game. And I think that, that's it's stupid. It's so goddamn stupid, so stupid as a hockey culture. But That's the the big thing I think that frustrates me the most about this is to me this is fucking clearly outside of the code. This to me is clearly, and I I don't I I understand how emotional people can be. There was no fuck. Everyone and their dog knew that Corey Perry could not have done anything. He tried to jump. He tried to get out of the way. That the game at that speed. 
There is no fucking way you could have done that intentionally. Anyone can tell yeah, but you that. that. Not anyone is not everyone is thinking like that. You, you yeah. if, I mean, the if the they're moment, not, you're then, thinking a whole bunch of different things. If you're not thinking that when you see something like that, then that's fucking dangerous, man. That's I mean, I, honestly, a hundred percent. But it that they these are loose cannons. These people what? are not. I, <laughs> These are not people that think the same way we do. They're pro athletes for a reason. Yeah, yeah. their Look, minds are crazy. Ultimately, it ended okay. Everything was fine as, again as it stands now. And after game two in the series, everything it resolved itself appropriately or enough anyway. Like yeah. it, we we moved, we moved they were on. back on their bullshit for the next game. So I don't yeah. think it it did enough damage to hurt anyone's feelings for game two. My concern is just what that represented and the ways that it could have gone. And even if even if it doesn't lead to an escalation of violence there what if fucking cory perry gets knocked out in that fight what if he fucking slips hits his head on the ice yeah you know what i mean like it's it just, the, to me it's just the code it's but that's that's it, why it bothers me so much is because it's it's clearly outside of the code in my eyes and like i understand like and i i don't i'm not like a a huge pound my chest proponent of the code but i do understand the importance of what it can do in various situations on the ice but this to me was so blatantly outside but like, of that it, if, we're, if we're looking at like shea weber is the epitome of the code yeah and he let it happen obviously there's something that we there's another layer that we don't understand again stupid as hell but there are a hundred different reasons that it just it could have just not happened if they weren't okay with it there yeah. are a hundred reasons well, and they let it happen I mean, I, so again, Corey Perry was in a, a tough spot there. It's it was a hundred percent performative, but that was the point of it, which is what's so stupid. I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Anyways, moving on. Let's. You know what? I wanted to talk about the Leafs' physicality since we're on the subject of fighting and all that. Um, the Leafs, what had like the fourth least hits or something throughout the season. Yada yada yada. I hear Habs fans talking about how you know the Habs can beat them with their physicality. Dude, the Leafs. I just want to make this clear: the Leafs don't play physical. Because that's not their game style. Not because they can't. Go look at their roster. Yeah. Last night, we had eight more I, hits I, than them. Eight. That's it. Like, I, the, 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 the whole argument that the Leafs can't be physical is a crock, man. If the Leafs needed to hang in their physical, and they're going to as the playoffs go on, it's going to happen. They have the team to do it. The, the way that the Leafs are built are to, is to maintain the puck, but they also have enough. They've been destroyed enough times in the playoffs where there's no more yep. rule book that they've also added little pieces that can play... <laughs> Bergevin used the the he used it to describe his team, but I think it's more appropriate for the Leafs. They'll play any way you want to play. Yeah, yeah, it is absolutely more appropriate for the Leafs. They're they're one of the better teams for that this year. Period. Honestly, and there's a lot of grit on that team. They just don't haven't really had to show it yet. Like they they'll be fine from that angle. Like honestly, it's I feel like there was a lot of a lot of chatter about that being a, an advantage that the Habs can have or them. Beyond that too, it's just like. Okay, great. So you get the even if you shut the Leafs down completely, you you lock them down, you grind them, you you you're hitting them left and right. You still need to score goals, right? Like the Canadians have had trouble scoring goals throughout the entire season. For years, they've had trouble scoring goals, or well, not the entire. They were gangbusters at the beginning, but you know what I mean. Um, and you have guys like Cole Caulfield in the fucking press box as this is happening. <laughs> Just I don't know. I wanted to, to touch uh, on the he, Leafs there. He, for that. I would be surprised if he's not in Game Three. I, I would too. I'd be. I mean, that yeah, that's quite the statement. If he's not, say what you will about his hockey ability, but or his 
his on ice performance recently, but before yesterday's game, Cook, uh, Eric Stahl confirming that KK will be in, and Ducharme gives before <laughs> Ducharme can. They ask him, he's like, yeah, KK will be in, and then they they ask Ducharme, and he's like, uh, well, we'll see come game time. I thought I thought I thought the joke there was uh, by his play. You know, it bothers me too because I see Rasmus Sandin right across, like on the other bench, getting all the opportunity he deserves. Uh, as we're recording, Carolina just scored, or Nashville just scored against Carolina no. in double OT. 2-2? I had Carolina 2 5 2-2 now, huh? It's 2-2. Damn. Wow, Nashville 61 shots that on series. net for, for Carolina, and Nashville scored four goals. That's insane. UC Soros <laughs> yep. is God. Yep. I told you guys. His numbers over the past, like, three months now, practically, it's been it's been going on month after month. He's been playing out of his mind good. Like, I'm talking, like, 945 950 plus good like it's been insane like he was having stretches at the end of he the allowed year that were three goals godly. on 61 shots today that's fucking insane if he had allowed three goals on half those shots he would have been over 900 that's insane that's exactly. scary like, like that's he's wild stats he's got real good stats too he to whatever is child capable. is listening to this whatever child is listening to this also definitely don't because it's hurt too much but yeah. uh you can be six feet tall and be a good NHL goal. Yeah, I believe he's actually. In five. fact, people will be, be more impressed. Nine. People will be more impressed if you're six feet tall and good. It's more impressive that way. Yeah, it's it's a tough tough world out there for goalies of that size these days, but it's not impossible. And Saros is is living proof. Halak is as well, and there's a few others throughout the league there that are uh, that are letting Jonathan it be known. For a few years. Yeah, um, that's wild though. I can't believe they just tied that up. You see, Saros, he's he's capable of getting as hot as friggin' anyone in the league. He like the, the the length of his hot streaks and like this one is exceptional, but like he's also had other ones in the past where he's gone friggin' he's white. The hot month of the, he's the month of March King. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let's um, bring it back. Yeah, go ahead. we gotta go back to the Leafs. Just yeah. a little segment for most of this entire season, I have been screaming internally every time Morgan Riley's on the ice because he provides so much offense and such little defense. Mm-hmm. He has been really good. Yeah, he's been good. Yeah, in the the first two games, and so has playoff. Willie Styles, who is a beast in the playoffs, people. It's not Marner that runs this team in playoff time. It's goddamn William Nylander. Man, dude, and Marner. Did again. Willie Nylander. Marner had a wide open net, like feet from the net last game. Mar- last Marner's game. last five on five point in the playoffs was in 2019 Jesus, in game two. That's so wild. Dude. I couldn't believe like, I was watching him break into the net and like they're showing it in like, it's slow motion. Obviously you have the benefit of, of seeing it in slow motion, but like he had a good like one and a half, two second window where price was out of position. And he was like five feet from the goal line. He could have just backhanded it along the ice into the net. I was, and he, he held onto it and went around the net. It was like this, that does not like, that's not the kind of, you rarely see like a brain fart like that from players of, of that caliber, you know? Yeah, it's, it's strange. He's a hit, fucking incredible player. I love Mitch Marner for what it's worth. But it's not Price him. just ruined his confidence with that disgusting blocker save. There you yeah, go. that was yeah. wild. <laughs> that was wild. It was nice to see. Don't get me wrong, but that was crazy. Um, Jack Campbell, I want to touch on too quickly. Jack Campbell, I, look, I will admit this. Uh, going into this, I wanted to talk about how Jack Campbell has been solid, but not great. And honestly, more than anything, that was based on how he looks. Uh, Chris made the point of being like his nine was a nine four three nine four three save percentage uh, would beg to differ, and yeah. I he's a very good point. It made me look at this a little differently and and look back to how Jack Campbell was playing phenomenal through the season and didn't look amazing to the eyes the entire time either. So he's getting it done. Yeah. He's he's playing good uh, good he, hockey in there, and it doesn't look like they're going to need Freddie Anderson anytime soon. So 
they don't need it. They just need league average goaltending, and he's yeah. been better than league average. Yep. But like, even if he was a bit worse, it's fine. They just need that he's, consistent. Yeah. Like, like for all these people that were screaming about, you got to start Freddie because Jack Campbell has no playoff experience. I mean, a lot of players don't have playoff experience, and then they're fine when they yeah. start. It's not like he would like play hockey and like, oh, I've never done this before. It's not that different. It's more intense, but it's not like it's still the same game. Also, and for like, a goalie, it's probably not that different in general. Like they don't get hit in the corner. <laughs> so it's not like a yeah. You know what I mean, like the the stakes are higher, but it's still the same sport. And he's been really good at it most of his career now since he got traded to LA. Like there like, was no he, reason to think that he wouldn't be good, and he, he's been great. The, player's been playing really well in the season and it's playoff time i don't understand the logic of being like oh watch from the press box so you can understand how the playoffs work first and then get in like it doesn't make any sense if he's been playing what caulfield they go bring it over to caulfield four goals in 10 games in the regular season it's first 10 games right and you're letting him sit in the press box two games while your team is fucking anemic at goal scoring because what because he needs to see the pace every time like he's been challenged with having to show like oh is he going to be able to do it is he going to be able to do it he steps up and does it granted the world juniors aside but the world juniors can be a weird animal on their own anyway but it it, it, it baffles my one, mind one of the mentality. one of the like the most fun times i've had as a Leafs fan is in 2017 when the leafs made the playoffs surprisingly with the yeah. Know, rookies they had yeah like and, and how much fun Is it was to see they lo- yeah they lost in six but like there were four overtimes in that series yeah. and like it was a great series you just got to see how fun it was for like a player like marner or a player like nylander <laughs> like matthews what it was like to see him in the playoffs and, like, yeah i don't know why you wouldn't like as a person someone working in habs management want like let's is anybody mad if the habs lose the series no no not no. reasonably, and way. they might even win it. It's one-one. Like it's not. Well, I mean, maybe Bergevin because this might be his last kick at it. Yeah, but, yeah, but like, that. but like, as as like anyone who's looking at the long-term like idea no. for this team, this team is not built to win this well, year. It's and, built and, like it's built to win in a few years, maybe. And like, but like, wouldn't you want to see like easy, easily your best prospect in the part of the season that matters most because we don't care about the regular season? Yeah, particularly yeah, if you can't know. score yeah, goals. But I agree, man. Like, I don't. It was especially. It was strange. Like they were like with Caulfield Caulfield's been good since he came up and then like the same thing with KK they sat him for game one and they're like yeah you could say what you want about like his regular season like he was struggling especially near the end but like he was also struggling last year before the playoffs and then he turned into a freaking animal just say we like the old guys more stop trying to like I mean I think think he actually did say that which is did he? Maybe I missed that oh yeah someone asked him I think it was Arkin Bass who asked him and he said yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I yeah. remember that quote. They asked him, like, why they're sitting on, like, we want experience. It's like, that's fine. I get having experience, but, like, a whole roster of experience? Like, how much how much experience do we really need? Thank you. That's the like, thing. Like, what, like what the ha- extra? What they, show? they showed, like, a... Just, just sorry, what like, extra mile what are you going to get? Eric Stahl bringing that Corey Perry isn't yes. and Shea Weber isn't? Thank you. Like, what? <laughs> Obviously, like Stahl's a center, it would have been Kakaniemi likely over over him. But regardless, like you're putting people like that in the lineup over someone like Cole Caulfield, it doesn't yeah. make. Yeah. I don't get it. That's I don't understand it. It's and it, like I, I mean, it's it doesn't make sense to me. And again, he they won game one, and Price was yeah, a big part of that. Of teeth, but they, they won. They won by the skin of their teeth. But they won. Yeah. So it paid off. Yeah, that's playoffs sometimes. But. At the same time, I mean, I think they win that game with Cole Caulfield in the lineup too. Like, I don't understand what the what the issue is with for game one. 
having him in the lineup, using him sparingly, but putting him in game situations where you feel like you need that goal or you need that dynamic quality like that you that don't have. It's, especially, it's, I was going to say, especially if the Leafs' power play has sorted itself out. Yeah. yeah. Then well, you need a power play also. Absolutely. Because the Leafs' penalty kills somehow, the Leafs' are, somehow, the Leafs penalty kill is really good. And it has been for like the whole stretch that the Leafs' power play has been bad. We always talk about like you can't have two special teams that are terrible, but if you have two that are really good, gangbusters, you'll probably win a lot of games, Mm -hmm. and you're probably coached by John Cooper. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I mean, look, I'm I'm very much hoping we see him in the lineup for the next game. He's gotta be. Um, Satara Deno Gallagher. I wanted to touch on too, like, and this is ties into it, like that that line all season, man. Like, as soon as there were other dogs that came into the lineup that needed to be fed like big dogs, you know, like sizable ones. They just, it's like, they they, first look, I know their numbers are flawless. They're they're extremely good. Their advanced stats are extremely good, that line. And they shut teams down and they're very good. Yeah, They've never been the kind of first line that you want if you're a contending team. No, of course not. They're they're also... it's important to clarify they're very good at things that are expected not yes, in actual ex- results exactly and production this year yeah. or in or i guess in these two games matthews has eaten them alive yeah yeah in in expected also i think he's at 86 yeah. percent now expected wow. goals in two games so i it bugs me like that a line that was carrying the load shouldering the load that much like the second they're not the line anymore they fucking crumbled like and i know it's it doesn't fall like i i understand dano clearly was in his head he clearly had you know he was he was off his game but tatar too yeah, like gallagher you can't yeah the contract yeah the whole thing but like gallagher i'm not gonna fault here because gallagher busts his ass and does a million other things and he's he's doing what he has to do he takes care of his side takes care of his side of the street but for tatar and, and dano like man what and Dano, you want you want the contract? Go and go and play like you deserve. Mm. Well, a, Tatar a, too, like contract. Tatar too, exactly. And Tatar now it's the playoffs. Tatar is notoriously bad in the playoffs, and he yeah, they, he was they talking. Scratched, they scratched him last year. Yeah, and he was talking like he was like, yeah, I'm feeling really good. I feel healthy. You know, I, I was really exhausted down the stretch there, and I'm feeling like we got like finally got my legs under me. I'm feeling like I'm gonna you know make some make an impact. And he's being the same Tatar as always in the playoffs, like. It's it's infuriating, and it, when you weigh that against guys like Caulfield being scratched and Kakinami in Game One, it's like, come on, it doesn't make sense. Um, the officiating. Let's talk about the officiating in the series and in the NHL overall here before we start to transition over to women's hockey and out of the episode. Uh, the officiating has been dreadful in the NHL period this year. The Department of Player Safety has too. Um, I don't remember the last time that I've had or that I felt such a strong. Like that, that, that they're this bad in in tandem, you know. Like that, there's been this much of an issue on both of those fronts. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's been bad. I do. And it, it was August of last year. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's it's honestly, it wasn't much better last year. It's it's. I think it's a. I think it's a staffing issue. Honestly, I think just the quality of the referees right now, and it's happened before. They're they're going. They go through cycles. They're just. I don't think great refs in the league right now. But in the Montreal series here, yes. I, as a Habs fan and as a hockey fan, I can only be so objective, but I do believe the refs have called this series poorly. That being said, I also believe that the Montreal Canadiens are taking legitimately stupid fucking penalties 
on top of that, what do you think is going to happen? If they're calling non like ridiculous calls on you and they're not like, and I felt they were not calling some of the same kind of calls of equal measure when Toronto was doing them, not that they were doing them excessively, but in the instances where they could have, they didn't. But if you're getting called like that, why would you go and get, why is Shea Weber cross-checking a guy as hard as he cross-checked him? Like, I get that he gets away with that, like, all the fucking time, but 99% of the league doesn't, and you're getting everything called against you. Why would you do that? Kakanyemi's cross-check, I mean, I get it, it was a very light, his stick broke, but he cross-checked him hard enough to break the stick. The ref has to call that. Like, there, there were various examples where they're just shooting themselves in the foot. If you're going to be up so, against so that and you're playing as, a as physical a, as style. As a Leafs fan, I could tell you, as a Leafs fan, I, during the last game, I could tell you, ooh, Leafs got away with one or two there. Like, there were two times where I was like, hmm, we probably should have gotten a call, and yeah, we didn't. There were a few. And that's fine. Like, it, it, it's, per, it's perfectly reasonable to say that Toronto didn't get as many calls as Montreal. That's fine. Did they? Did it deserve to be an equal penalty game? No. Absolutely not. No, no, no. No, it did not. And, we, and we've, we've talked about it in, in this podcast before. That like, we want refs to call the rule book. Yes. And there's a lot of things that, that even yesterday didn't get called for both teams. And I'm saying just the halves. A lot of stuff that we, that didn't get called. And I think one of the arguments that we have to like take a step back from is like the uh, I saw a lot of the the Habs got six calls in a row. Yeah, one of those was at 30 seconds left, and the other one was because your team took quite possibly the worst goaltender interference challenge I've ever seen oh my in my life. God, man. Leading to the most the most hilarious situation I've seen on television, uh, which was Kyle Dubis, Dubis literally laughing His face was so at funny. Mark Bergevin, which was brilliant. So, yeah, so yesterday there were four penalties in a row for, like, four, let's say, in-game calls. Not a single one could be argued wasn't a call. I, I, I really don't think there's a way to say that. There's definitely an argument for uh, two, for me, it was two tripping penalties that I thought could have been called in the Leafs. And didn't there was a Simmons was rattling some guy's head on the forecheck. He had his hands like you, they got, yeah. Know, but in that same, in that same segment, if you watch, it's this, it's the, it's done to him right before. Okay. So they didn't call either. That's fair. Which is so stupid. Yeah. So stupid, both, but, but it's, it's yeah. Edmondson. It's an Edmondson cross check like to his face. Oh, okay. And then he retaliates that. with something oh, that was, stupid. That was before so, like, then. It, Shit. I didn't catch that. Um, yeah. So, so it, it's, it's really dumb. Yeah. But I understand why they neither was called. So yes, next game I assume we'll get an even up call. But in the first game, the Leafs got more penalties than the Habs, also because three of them were the yeah, puck no, over glass penalties. Have you yeah, ever seen a well, team yeah. get three puck over glass penalties in a row? Nuts. My God, what a nuts. shit show! <laughs> I thought the the, the the Gallagher got a penalty that I, to me was like a prime example of of a coincidental minor. And you, you mean when he got butt ended in the face? Yeah, they yeah, both did crazy. the exact same so thing cool to each to other. Yeah, they did the was, same thing to each other accidentally. The power play. It was so that was crazy. But, so, but like in that game, you you know they won't call everything evenly because they love their makeup calls. So that's which, yeah, it, which is just the way excuse. it is. Like it's how just many adds te- how broken they're it is. in the playoffs already outside of Montreal, Toronto. There have been three teams that have complained about refing already. Yeah. Yeah. It's been bad across the board. Everyone's complaining about it. So I don't want to see any of this. No, oh, the league is supporting Toronto. Man, oh, man, I don't think it's intentional. Okay. If the league here... wanted to support Toronto, we'd have a we'd have a cup since '67. Yeah. Come okay, on, here... Let's I don't buy here. that at all. If, I don't buy that. Here's my... It's absolutely obscene to say that. To me, it's just bad. Like like any profession, there are good people and bad people at their jobs. To me, this is people that are not doing a very good job at their jobs. He, like that's he... it's not. And, and I think they're between they're between age groups in the refs. Also, yeah. there's a whole bunch of young guys and a cycle. whole bunch of old is, guys. It's happened before. It's, it's happened before. 
you're not always going to have a great batch of refs, you know, like sometimes like it makes perfect sense that that's the case because a new wave is coming in and those guys are going to be more inexperienced. So it happens, look, but at I, the same time, it look, sucks to see. Look, I, I get it. I know. I know with every fiber in my body that there's no big conspiracy tucked yeah. away somewhere deep in Gary Bettman's drawer to like yeah. get Toronto, like past the first round and win a cup. I know that, but I also know that I also know with every fiber of my body that the NHL officiating along with the department player safety is an absolute joke. Okay. Yeah. And the issue where, that I'm having with it is it's one thing to be bad in the regular season, but now they're bad at the most important yeah. part of the year. And yeah. it's not, again, I'm not saying that this is a, you know, they're favoriting the Leafs thing. I'm not saying that they're trying to screw the Habs. Okay. It's happening in other series. Okay. But I look at the penalties, Kate, so far this series, the Leafs have had nine power play. No, the Leafs have had ten. The Habs have had six. Okay, you take away the one power play they got that they got yesterday for that godforsaken challenge. They're left <laughs> with nine, and then you have to take away the three that the Habs that the that the Habs got for those delay of games because those are the most obvious calls that you, you have can't to call. Not it's call the them. Most <laughs> clear yeah. rule in the book. You shoot the puck out, you get a penalty. Yeah, They're one of the few clearly defined play. rules in the book. Yeah, we're it's one of the it's actually very it's few actually rules. not it's not even that clearly defined. Is it not? It's just clear. but it's just objectively no. so easy. It's to a stupid yeah. penalty that actually has a lot of subjective meaning, really? but we just interpret yes. it as automatically a penalty. Really? Now, now, I gotta again, read that. I say this. I say this as somebody who knows there's no conspiracy. I get it. Okay, um, and I say this as somebody who's a big time Habs fan and who, you know, as much as I love my team. We'll call them out, and I know that they are that they warranted every single penalty that they took, and in fact, they took they warranted more. I know they're not clean. I know they got their shit that they got to fix it, yeah. and I know, like you said, Spence, they have a real bad knack of letting these guys letting guys on other teams get under their skin and yep. getting rattled. That being said, okay, if you take out those four penalties I mentioned before for the delay of game and the coaching challenges, you're left with nine power plays for the Leafs. And three for the Habs. You're telling me the Leafs have only broken the rules on, three times your this math, whole series? Your math, your math there is not good. They had six power plays last night. They had four in the first game. The Leafs the had Habs six had... last night and four in the first game. And how many the Leafs have? Or how many the Habs have in the first game? The Habs had five, but three of those are the delay of games that you have to call. Okay. And I we're just going to put this out there because it's dickish, but it's true. Right. Who had possession in both those games? Chris, I'm not going to deny that. I understand. Yeah. I understand the motive. I get. I get the idea that the more skilled teams will draw the more power, the more penalties because they're just fucking Wait, better. There's a, the there's a, cav there's a caveat there. There's a caveat there. Yeah. If your name is Connor McDavid, you're not the yeah. drowning. Well, penalties. yeah, yes. but well, because that's because there would never be a five on five. But 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 that you're also allowed said, to you're also allowed to butt in people in the face if you're Connor McDavid and not being get suspended. Yes. Okay, so there's that being said. I don't care if I, I believe I get it. I agree with the notion that the better teams will draw the more penalties, but we're talking, um, you know, like trips or hooks or slashes. We're talking of, of penalties that happen because an inferior player gets beat by a superior player and the inferior player tries to make up ice, which okay? by the way, just we're not quickly, talking about Spetsa clipping Perry. We're not talking about Simmons cross-checking Anderson while he's trying to get back to his feet. That... We're not talking about Simmons deciding that Edmondson is too tall and trying to chop his leg off. We're not talking about KK getting boarded and we're not talking about to fully getting speared in the midsection. A perfect... We're not talking about any of those. Yeah. And you're, Again, the Habs are warrant the, the Habs deserved every single penalty that they that they took and then some. Oh, it's just playoff hockey. Yeah, it is, but like, dude, like 
fucking and again i'm not saying this as a, like a oh the leafs uh, the refs are trying to get the leafs i'm just saying this as objectively it's horrible for the game this is so bad to look at it's it's as somebody who like loves hockey as a whole this is horrible for your product it, you don't even have to know the rules to the sport and you could see the crap that they were pulling on the ice last night and go there's no way that's allowed mm-hmm. there's no way that's but the, but the, but that's the play the tie the playoff hockey has been like that for the begin since the beginning of time where the rule book doesn't exist in playoff hockey. And I get that, okay? Can, and I and understand. And we can't complain about, like, like that they're never going to change it. And honestly, for as long as I've been a Leafs fan, they get destroyed with these every year because the team doesn't know where the limit is. So you get either a nutcase like Kadri getting suspended or you just take your beatings. And and Keith, Keith said it. Montreal's game plan is to be in war. What yes, happens when you're in war? It's not you, a war. You take more penalties, Tyler. It's it's, it's not a happen. war if it's not war if one team's handed a gun and the other one hands handed a knife. That's not a yeah, war. Yeah, but Ty, it, yeah, but it, you chose to bring the knife to the gunfight. The Leafs don't like playing that way. They have the puck mean? the whole time. That's that's how they so, operate. It's because... normal that the slashes and the the hooks that the 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 more skilled players are on Toronto. Those things will happen against those players. They will get called more often. But again, in, in, a, in a perfect world, the Leafs get two or three more penalties because they deserve that. Yeah. But that's probably it. Well, it's that's still hugely honestly, lopsided in deserved penalties. You can't watch KK get boarded yesterday and go, yeah, that's clean. He literally just launched. He just turned around and launched yeah. himself. Into and the then back. Byron did the same thing. Like it's just. Yes. It, and then Byron got a penalty. Yeah, but so did Engvall when and when and Weber like, crushed him three play. times. How yeah, but three times. Look, guys, 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 guys. At the end of the day, I think everyone wants more consistency, right? We want more consistency for the yeah, rest. And yes, to me, if those two to three penalties, falling... if those two to three penalties, like you said, Chris, that went uncalled get called, I'm person. That's enough for me personally. Like I, I would have been yes. satisfied with that. Yeah, but Ty, but like, what, what, what you guys are talking about, what Ty, specifically Tyler, because I don't think like, what you're looking for is the stuff that I hate. They will never be even. That's not how hockey happens. It's it's, it's not. It it's doesn't. Not, it's not going to be because if you ask for those those plays to be called in the Leafs, and they should, you're also asking for that same exact amount to be asked for the uh, against the no, Habs. Because and the then issue you get with that, the five penalty differential, but it's fifteen to ten. No, because the issue there is because we know we will ne- they will never get to that level because the NHL will never come out and say this, and the refs will never come out and say this. But there's a cap to how many penalties they will give each team on any given night. Okay, and once they once the refs have agreed, you know what, uh, Team X has reached their limit. Short of murdering each other on the ice, these teams will get away with murder. Uh, anything short of murder. Sorry. This is a perfect like, example it, of why you need to call fucking infractions as you see them. Because when you're trying to fucking keep the score even in your head as a ref, and you're yes. trying to do makeup calls and all that stuff, you run the risk of letting one team get away with fucking two, three penalties that should have been called, and you lose track of the fucking checks and balances. And it, it it's stupid. It's fucking stupid. They should be calling penalties as they are. And yes. players will adjust and adapt like they have done every step of the way because that's what players and fucking human beings, period, do. They're adults. They'll be fine. But right now, as it stands, yeah, they... they, they it's just... It's a culture. It's, it's, the uh, issue is the culture. And when you have cycles of referees coming in that are less experienced and they're not as good, it's going to lead to that culture looking even worse. Because it's, these it's, guys again, don't know how to just, do it that well. It's just because, again, like we're not talking. They'll never go to that extent of calling everything. No, they won't. They'll never go to the double digits penalties. They'll never go 20 to 15. 
okay? But when the game ends and a team has six and the other team has one and the only one they got was some ghost penalty and meanwhile, there's a whole montage of this team game. And again, I know, dude, Montreal's fucking needs to clean up their act. But there's no way you watch that game and go, yeah, Toronto won penalty. No, you're gonna say we, that, ta- like, Ty, we talked about it before. Like, it's not six to one though; it's four, and the Leafs probably could have well, had five. one penalty oh, too. Well, even what, still, I, I'm, even still, they, in the last thirty seconds, like that's just to get people yes. out of the game so they stop yeah. killing each other. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that it's I completely not, It's not understand. a regular penalty. That was a fair. Penalty. It's four. It's four to one, which sucks. But in the the overarching story of this game in particular, it's probably pretty close to accurate. If it happens in game one, then I'm on your side here where it makes no sense, call more penalties. But I would I would wager almost all the money I had that the differential, if you called every single penalty in the game yesterday, Absolutely. it probably Montreal ends more. with more than a three penalty gap. Probably. Okay. And, I, I, and it's, the, it's only the second time, by the way, and only again. the second time in the last three years the Leafs have had a positive penalty differential. That's fine. This never happened. My issue again, is again the lack of consistency. Gonna... If you're going to call these calls on Montreal, then you want like I would again. It's the checks. And, it's a stupid fucking makeup call. The checks and balances Sims aren't always going to cut off Edmondson's leg with his stick. Yeah. To wrap it up, as a Canadians fan, I'm I'm not happy about the officiating. Obviously, clearly, Ty, you're not either. At the end of the day, in all facets of life, all you can fucking control is what you can control, right? If the circumstances around you are skewed in some kind of way that puts you at a disadvantage. If it's just theoretically, if that's the case, all you can do is control the shit that you can control to try and overcome that. Right. And the Habs mm-hmm. have not done that. They've oh, continued to take stupid penalties on top yeah, of the bait. Get, exactly. And they shoot themselves in the foot and they've been doing this for literally years. So no part of me is blaming the refs for Montreal losing last game. I didn't like the officiating. But the refs were not the reason they lost that game. The Montreal Canadiens were the reason they lost no. that game. And obviously Again, the fact not... that the Toronto Maple Leafs are a very good team, you know? Like, like if we if we completely eliminate, like, any kind of special teams play, the expected goals were still 4 nothing for Toronto. If I look at the score sheet and I see a 6-1 and one column and then I see a 1 in the other, but I watch the whole game, yeah, it's not going to add up. And yes, I know, Chris, But, the, but we fall phantom. into the wanting makeup calls thing, and that's a dumb trope. But I it's hate not it. wanting makeup calls. It, these aren't we, wanting... you're wanting you're wanting the calls to be even i that doesn't make sense it no, wasn't not, an even it's, game it's not wanting it's not wanting yeah I, I ask hyman to get to get penalized for boarding kk that's not a makeup call that's you literally boarded him that's a penalty yeah yeah and there were that's tons of plays where a, I makeup could call, say, like, a makeup call is when like when there's no hook or the guy the, the guy doesn't touch it doesn't actually touch the guy's face but they still call a high stick yeah All but, those like, are but makeup there's calls. tons of those calls that i think didn't get called for the halves and they, it didn't matter, right? Like, it ended up, in my mind, those kind of evened each other out. And then the differential was still wrong. Because last night, in a game that will never be like that in the rest of the series, I'm sure, the Leafs blew Montreal out of the water. And that again, was, it was normal that differential was, again, again, not 6-1, to 4-1. to one. Okay, and that's fine. But again, outside of these blame penalties that I'm talking about, there are still handfuls of trips that are missed. And there's handful of trips for both teams. That that's the part that doesn't. That's why I'm never going to agree with you on this. Yes, but I, I think it's even like it. The 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 make the no calls on blatant and non blatant stuff 
they probably end up evening out whether we like it or not, which and is, we get zoned in on the ones that we like because which is of the fair people argument. watching. That is a fair argument to take, even from an objective standpoint. If you're not a Leafs fan, that is a fair point to make. Um, and you're you you probably got something there, honestly. If we rewatch rewatch the game from that perspective, we might see that honestly. But at the end of the day. It's it, the thing that fucks us up too is that we're so used to the culture of makeup calls and, and refs, you know, kind of managing the, the 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 flow of the game. That like when they're not doing that well, like we're like we're we know what it looks like when a ref is doing that, you know, in a way that yeah, at least managing game yeah. Freaking... There are as much as it's stupid that it happens in the first place. There are refs that are good at it and refs that aren't. And like when it's not happening up to snuff, it it really it's an eyesore. Um, we've talked about this enough. Let's, uh, let's transition to women's hockey and then let's do some, uh, storylines we're looking out for and check out and enjoy the rest of our Sunday. Chris, women's hockey. So just keep people updated in case they want to watch this whole week. There's going to be the PWHPA showcase in Calgary. So every day at 5 PM, so Monday to Friday, there's going to be games between, um, the Calgary division, Toronto division and Montreal chapter. So there's uh, the Scotiabank chapter, Sonnet chapter and the Bauer chapter. Um, these will be the first games you'll see of these athletes in particular because they didn't play in any of the ones in the U.S. It'll be a uh, three-team tournament, round-robin type. The winner will go right to the final. The two second teams will play in a semifinal on... Uh, or sorry, no. It'll be a final game on Sunday Um with the first and second place team playing each other at 2.30. The rest of the games are at 5 throughout the week, Eastern. But they're played in Calgary, so you'll see 3 p.m. on the schedule. Uh, and then the NWHL, it's the off season. There's still nothing super fancy to talk about. But there was the start of free agency. And remember, the free agency cap this year, the salary cap is 300000 That's $150,000 more than last year. So it doubled. The only real signing that... I wanted to point out for the six was they re-signed Darkangelo, their captain. Nice. Uh, and then there's the draft happening June 29th and the free agency for draft eligible players. So players who didn't get drafted can be signed as of June 30th. Now I assume we'll see much more signings then because there hasn't been a whole lot now. Don't forget these athletes also have a lot of time to sign because they have jobs to worry about. Yeah. So this is not the priority at all and then it's pretty much confirmed now that that montreal team will be for 22 23 nice awesome. the uh the salary they also posted, is huge yeah so they, they posted like a nice um season highlights for like what happened last year because of how much how many people watching on twitch and like what it's brought to the league in general so just recap them very briefly so there's that salary cap thing which is great uh now players who sign with new teams that have to relocate they get a two thousand dollar stipend which is oh, great nice again the fact that we have to talk about this stuff is so depressing. It is. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be up to three practices a week instead of two. Uh, and they're going to have a partnership with Instat uh, for analytics and video coaching, which they started last year, but it'll be improved this year. Uh, guaranteed minimum standards for teams. So like provided equipment and stuff like that. And then pregnancy leave with full pay through the end of the player's contract. And next year, all the games plus the draft are going to be on Twitch again which is nice. If ever you want to buy anything, don't forget the players get half the revenue, which is not the case with the NHL. Yeah. If ever you want to go on their store and stuff, uh, that's great. And I, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you guys are big into like what kind of sticks and stuff they get or whatever. Um, every year they're provided with sticks, tape, and wax, which is 
obvious. Gloves, helmet, pants, an equipment bag, skates, blades, and guards. Uh, the goalies is what I was curious about because there was um, a few goalies that have had pads from other teams because they had traded in the offseason or signed with a new team. Uh, it's a I, They get a whole set of pads every two years. Wow. And then everything else is done by approval. So if you need an extra pair of pants, whatever, because yours ripped, that's up to team. Yeah. It's a approval. very, very different world. From what we're yeah. accustomed to seeing, this is, in, uh, this is crazy that, that we're still talking about this. So, yeah. like, there's a lot of fuss, a lot of stuff that you can do to help. Watching on Twitch is definitely one, but if you want to buy stuff, like, as opposed to like the NHL, this actually goes to your player. Yeah. And the PWHPA stuff also, they have their own shop now, and half the revenue goes to the player, and the other half goes to the rest of the players. Yeah. Which is a cool concept. That's awesome. Uh, I bought a shirt. I've been running around in my Hillary Knight jersey for like a week yes. and a half now. It's good That's stuff. Awesome. There's good stuff there. Wicked. Good stuff. I think I don't look things are trending in the right direction at least and progress is progress regardless how small. And like I don't know, like the, the, some of these things are, are it's 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 they're big steps. It's not a I like the, to see the the uh, salary cap I can promise you will get some PWHPA players to actually come back to the NWHL. I hope so, honestly. Like it, it, it's, it's already happened twice, so I like I, I wouldn't be surprised if it starts happening more. It's long overdue. I mean, this is all they wanted, right? They just wanted yeah. to be able to live off this stuff. Yeah, with $300,000, exactly. you could probably get one or two players to live off it. Yeah. $300,000 for an entire team as a salary cap is not much, like by any fucking measure, right? Like if you, like, I don't think everyone can quite live off of that if you have an entire team, but at the same time, even the Arizona Coyotes spend $47 million. Exactly. Come on. Right? Like, so 300,000, you know, it, it really puts it, 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 there needs to be like a, a, a very well done documentary that, that shows the behind the scenes of, of these leagues and, and the women that they're playing it. Cause it's insane. When you when like you you're you're doing a great job by the way, Chris, explaining like just how different it is for for women's pro sports versus men's. When you talk like the goalie equipment, for instance, like every two years, things like that. It's 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 wild. But just I would love to see what a day in the life looks like for the average NWHL or PWHPA player. You know what I mean? Like, see, well, I could like, tell you what it looks like. There were three of them that are registered nurses. They were That's working what I'm in saying. COVID wards the entire time, Insane. and then they would and... like go home at eight p.m., go to practice till midnight, and then work the next morning at six a.m. Yeah, these people are crazy. That's there, insane. There was a... Think about how fucking hard that is to do. Can you imagine having the energy or the 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 drive to do that? That is next level. That's insane. If if you recall, there was a. A goal scored. Well, while they were talking about the goal, they were talking about this athlete was working on a COVID vaccine <laughs> every day. And then she just came and scored an absolute absurd slap shot from the blue line that fooled yeah. everybody on the ice. It's like a, such a, like the, the things you hear about like Sidney Crosby are that he has a cool house in Halifax. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not like, it's just not the same level it's of a different importance. World. Yeah. It's a different world. Honestly, it's uh, anyway. Look, but progress is progress, and doubling the salary cap is is a very big deal. Honestly, it's a, that's that's a that's a win. So I'm I'm happy to see that. Um, let's look at some storylines to look out for in the NHL uh, over the next couple weeks. Me personally, I mean, Habs Leafs have the most of my attention. I want to see what the Oilers are going to do against um, Winnipeg here. I'm curious if they can mount a little comeback. And uh, New York Pittsburgh, like I mentioned, they're going to lose. They probably are. Honestly, like I, I, part of me, there's a bit of a Schadenfreude element to it too, where I'm like kind of wanting them to lose just to like fucking turn the screws to management 
and ownership or whatever. Whoever. Ryan Ryan Lambert said it best: the hockey gods will never give us the McDavid Matthews matchup. Yeah, they will never no, give it to us. No, but they're gonna give us Dano Shifley. Yeah, which is just so typical hockey. <laughs> Chris, what are you looking at? Uh, well, hopefully the Islanders lose. So nice. That would be nice. good. Um, and I'm really looking forward to, because as you know, I'm the number one Hurricanes fan on the planet. I really hope they pull this through because being tied with Nashville is just so sad. Yeah. Especially Nashville when you like, it'd be one thing if it was like two years ago or three years ago and you show someone the roster of the 2021 Nashville Predators and you'd be like, oh, that's, that's this, a team. This is you know? UC Soros and 18 corpses yeah. running around. Yeah. You know, you know who deserves a bit of props? I, Michael Granlund has not gotten enough props for the work he's done in, in Nashville, playing over 20 minutes a night on that team. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, like, that is such an underperforming team overall. Uh, like, you look at guys like Ryan Johansson and Victor Arvidsson, for that matter, and it's just like, how, like, where did it go? Like, where did your ability to play this game as a talent, like, as a skill player, where did it go? Like, it, it, they, they just, they're shells of, of the, the players that they were. But yeah, they've tied the series, so we'll see what happens uh, from here. Ty, what about you? Um, uh, probably the same thing as as Chris with the the Carolina Predators one, mainly because, like you both said, the Predators are not very good. Um, no, the Carolina Hurricanes are extremely good. So They're fun make a lot too. Of sense to me, um, but that's hockey. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't matter how good you are or how yep. bad you are. Things work out. Um. Other than that, no, I'm I'm excited for game uh, three tomorrow night. It should be good. Um, we'll see if maybe, you know, the boys can find extra juice back at home. Um, and outside, I really that, hope there's a game six just to see those yeah. fans, man. That would be yeah. so cool. Yeah. Man. You know, they, 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 there's a few places like, like Montreal and Toronto and Boston where even like 2,500, like that's – like I, when I first heard 2,500, I'm like, geez, that's like a like – a, like a field trip yeah. but that's gonna be you know and i like that's gonna be really cool that's gonna be really really cool um and then outside of that i'm gonna be watching the uh tampa florida one tomorrow even nice. though it's done but uh just a big fan of uh ryan lomberg that guy rocks so i'm gonna watch him a lot <laughs> nice. that guy freaking Actually, rocks we, man i've never seen that guy before that guy kicks we, we forgot to mention one of the most amazing topics of this playoffs which is how the fuck did Kadri do it again? Oh, I know. I, I wanted to talk about that too. We're gonna like fool me look, once. Man. Shame on you. I w- it's been we've been talking for an hour and a half. We can't. We just can't yeah, we do can it. But we'll, I mean, we we'll cut some of the other stuff out. It's fine. No one will know it's gone. <laughs> it's fine. Or we could just keep talking, Spence. Maybe Spence, we, yeah. Nobody makes it ten minutes in anyways. At this point, That's we're just talking point. as friends. Nobody's listening anymore. Maybe I want this talk. part to be left in to make sure that we just know who's yeah. listening. The timestamps that I'm mentioning are the worst too. Every time when you're editing, it's the fucking worst. You're like, oh, it's an hour and twenty minutes in the episode, and then you have to like you cut it, and it's like all of a sudden that's an hour into the episode, and you look like an that's idiot. Why I keep telling you guys I'm gonna. Or if you let me edit it, you'll lose a whole half hour. It there happens. You there you go. You're an idiot. <laughs> you're all right. An idiot. We're gonna wrap but, this up. Uh, Nazim Kadri just quickly is. Uh, I, 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 I. He did it again. You know, amazing. You uh, never see. <laughs> like, I really want to love him, but he's missed. Yeah, he's, this is not a joke. I know. Thirty-one percent of his team's playoff games. Yeah. Like I, it from suspensions. Once. He matured quite a bit too. Like, it's... Yeah, it happened once, and I was like, "All right, I get it. Things happen." And then it happened the next year in the same yeah. corner against the same team, and I went. Against well, the same fucking player. Yeah, against the same. I thought, well, you know what? Maybe things happen twice. Yeah. And then he uh, leaves the country 
uh, and plays on the best team in the league. And matured a lot. Like his game and as a person, he matured a lot. Still still does it. I don't understand what, like, I, I guess I guess he's just one of those players where, you know, when the wires cross, they, like, he, you know. They... He clearly, like, I, I genuinely believe that he didn't mean to do what he did, but at the same time, he did exactly what he meant to do, if that makes sense. Like, he, there was no, like, it was clearly that's what he was doing. Like, he was going for that hit. But, like, based on his reaction, I genuinely believe that he didn't mean to throw a dirty hit. But at the same time, he yeah. absolutely like, did. And there was like, it, it looked like completely black and white well, bad. My, my favorite thing, and I was talking to somebody about the other day, it's just like this, like, like, and he's not the only one who does this. Literally all hockey players do this, but the, the, the immediate reaction right after where like he hits the guy and then everyone like what reacts and flips out. And he's just like standing there. He's like, what? Yeah. What? Corey Perry's the king Why of it. Why is everyone so mad? I've talked about this before. <laughs> Corey, Corey Perry is, is the king Corey of Perry's the king of it. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Corey Perry's like 36 years old. He's been doing this since he was like 21 in the NHL, and he still will react like, "What did I do?" Like the most genuine disbelief. Yeah. Like he it's, can't the, it's the reverse Tom Wilson where he's just yeah. flexing at the penalty. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I did that. Exactly. That guy sucks. All right, guys, this has Tom been uh, this has been real. We we thought this was going to be a short episode. My God, uh, this is good. We got a little more animated. We got a little more, a little more lively fun. of a debate. I like we it. Play out time, Tyler, I'm so mad at you this whole time. I was mad at particularly you and not Habs fans. Just I, you that. know what? Me too, exactly. Ty. I'm not sure why yet. I'll what? talk to Chris later and figure it I'm out. But I'm mad at you. Right? <laughs> I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Right? I don't need enough. You know what? You, you oh, know what? God. You keep on making fun of Spence and making him feel bad for having another podcast. Hey, Spence, <laughs> I got another podcast. All right? I'll see you guys later. Dorks. Oh, God. All right. It has been real. I uh, love you guys. And we'll see. Uh, we'll pick this up. Uh, are we doing? Wait, are we doing weekly episodes? Or are we doing every two weeks still? I mean, if it's the yeah, we could do one next weekly. week when also, I cry uh, about the uh, weeks hey, again. Spence, I don't want to be doing your job right now, but the Twitter handles. Yes, the Twitter handle. Well, I'm sorry. It's just because this has ended 16 times since uh, I've tried to start the first ending. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's our you can fun. you can find Ty on Twitter at. Uh, you can find me at um, uh, Habs Drew. I'm gonna. I changed it over to the other one to the to the. Okay. So the one that I fooled everybody that I was Max nice. Naganov, and now now nobody likes my tweets, um, but it's okay because it's the real me. So you yeah, did have a thing. You did have a good thing going there, but I respect I know. so much. I, I, I can't regret it, the, but it is what it is. I like that you pulled the rug out from underneath it. I really respect it, especially the reasons that you did it. You know, I, I respect it. I figured it would help our brand grow from uh, three to six people. Yeah. So. It didn't, and now everyone's miserable. It's perfect. It's it's yeah. very fitting. Uh, Chris, you can find Chris on Twitter. You uh, probably shouldn't, but you probably shouldn't. For your own well-being. Ah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yes. Especially if you're a Habs fan these days. Yeah, oh, Christ. At yeah, Chris 6 or 7. Oh, but unlike Tyler, no one's ever liked my tweets. There you go. It's perfect. The thing's like the status quo over there. Although, um, I, I will say this. Sorry, not, to, not sorry, Spence. Not to yeah. cut you off, but, like, Chris and I have had some, like, like, not heated, but not also not very friendly interactions on Twitter. Like, nice. like not angry, but just some moments where, like, he doesn't put any emojis. I put no emojis. It gets emojis, a little, yeah, no gets a little cold. It's just, like... It's, it's just real. It's real. Yeah. It's just like this is what love is like, Spencer. Yeah, yeah no, that you know what? It's true. It's true. It's not always pretty. You mm. know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you just you, you commit again and again because you love them. And that's you guys. You can find me on Twitter and the rest of us, honestly, at Healthy Scratch and that's Scratch with the K. Oh, no, H Scratch, H Scratch, Scratch with K, uh, or at uh, LFH Pod, which is the Life and Fantasy Occupied. Uh, all right. If you see any Leafs tweets from that account. 
It's it's Spencer, not me. Or Usually is, yeah. I, I do pump the Leafs occasionally on there. I, I respect and appreciate what Toronto And Tyler hates you for it. I Tyler doesn't. Yeah, Tyler doesn't. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Uh, I would sooner, um, uh, you know, drink toilet water for the rest of my life. Isn't that what being a Habs fan is like every day? It really is. Oh! It really, really is. Ooh, all righty. Oh, God. <laughs> on that note, on the toilet water drinking note, stay healthy out there, everybody. Peace.